Renegade Paradise, the official podcast of the Charleston, South Carolina chapter of the Democratic Socialists of America. We are an intersectional activist organization working to build a society and economy run by the working class, a society that democratically meets the needs of the many rather than creating profits for an elite few. Renegade Paradise is a news, commentary, and educational platform based on a socialist analysis from activists on the ground here in the Low Country. By sharing our unique socialist perspective with the world, by lifting up the voices of our allies and comrades, we are creating a space for folks in this part of the country looking to deepen their understanding of leftist politics, but who might not know where to start. Members of the Charleston Democratic Socialists of America come from a broad and diverse set of backgrounds and tendencies within the spectrum of the left. What unites us is one common goal, to build a different world, a better world. Now, the tune we opened up with was Dellinger Crashy's First Socialist, released on Clinch Records in 1975. I'm your host and DJ for the evening, Nick. Now, tonight, we're going to be doing something a little bit different. Tonight, we're going to be focusing not on just socialist politics, but also on music, in particular, reggae music. While many of our listeners are likely aware of the political music by probably the biggest reggae artist of all time, Bob Marley, this is just the start of the rich tradition of political reggae music. Tonight, we're going to dip our toes into the water of this subject 
by covering democratic socialism in Jamaica during the 70s and spinning a few contemporary tunes with a socialist message along the way. Famous acts such as the Ethiopians and Max Romeo recorded several explicitly anti-capitalist and pro-socialist tracks throughout their careers. They were, of course, not the only ones. Many other artists did so as well. Much of this music was tied to, or at least ran parallel, to the rise of Jamaica's People's National Party in the 70s and its leader, Michael Manley. Now, according to the party's constitution, the PNP's aim is to, quote, to work for and promote the political, economic, social, and cultural progress of the country as a whole in accordance with the fundamental aims of the party to build a Jamaica based on the principles of democratic socialism. No matter what you do, no matter what you 
That was the great Max Romeo's What is Socialism, followed by Derek Morgan's 1977 People's Decision, released on the Justice label. What is socialism? That is just a wonderfully straightforward way of thinking about socialist politics and set over a really catchy tune, too. Now, the PNP is the oldest political party in Jamaica. It was founded in 1938. Now, prior to independence, which happened in Jamaica in 1962, the PNP held a majority in the Jamaican parliament. In the 1970s, the most recognized PNP political figure, Michael Manley, came into power in Jamaica on a campaign that rededicated the PNP to the ideas of democratic socialism. Manley came from a very well-known family in Jamaica. His father, Norman Manley, famously campaigned for universal suffrage in the mid part of the early 20th century and helped found the PNP. Michael Manley himself came out of the Jamaican trade union movement, where he served as a negotiator and an official for the National Workers Union, which is a general trade union in Jamaica closely tied to the PNP. The rise of Michael Manley and the PNP in the 70s was the result of not only their politics, but also the conditions created in Jamaica post-independence. The Jamaican Labor Party, prior to the 1970s, was becoming increasingly repressive. Now, despite the name, the Jamaican Labor Party is actually a very conservative party. The PNP at the start of the 1970s benefited from a coalition of Jamaica's poor and dissident groups. Manley rose to prominence, not only through his politics and background in the trade union movement, but by appealing to the Rastafarian and Jamaican Black Power movements. 
mainly in the PNP, rose to prominence on a wave of working-class activism and power. This rise also coincided with the popularization of reggae music as a genre outside of Jamaica. Reggae, which the scholar Kwasi Johnson has written, is the, quote, very expression of the historical experience of the Jamaican working class, unemployed and peasant. Mainly in his initial run for prime minister, hired reggae musicians to play at political rallies. In an attempt to appeal to Jamaica's Rastafarian population, Manly adopted the name Joshua and displayed a, quote, magical walking stick, which he dubbed the Rod of Correction, and which he alleged was given to him by Haile Selassie during his 1969 trip to Ethiopia. In 1972, Manly came into the prime minister's office, running on a platform based around democratic socialist ideals and a foreign policy which sought to improve relations with the global south, including Cuba. Jamaica was about to get on the socialism train.
socialist, a socialist, a socialist. We a socialist, a socialist, a socialist. was Ethiopians with their 1975 track Socialism Train, released on the Opians label, and the Youth with 1977's track We Are a Socialist, released on Youth Man Records. During the 70s under Manley, Jamaica established a national minimum wage, including for domestic workers. 
The minimum voting age was lowered to 18. Equal pay for women was made the law. Maternity leave was introduced and workers and unions were given more rights, including automatic union recognition. The Jamaican National Housing Trust was also established, which helped many Jamaicans own their own homes and helped build 40,000 new homes between 1974 and 1980. Free secondary schools also became available and the PNP government established the Jamaica Movement for Advancement of Literacy. Land reforms also expanded under the PNP. 14% of idle land were, was redistributed under the Project Land Lease, much of this land being seized from defunct bauxite mining operations. This program provided tens of thousands of small farmers with land, technical advice, and materials such as fertilizer and access to credit. Free health care for all Jamaicans was introduced, while health clinics and a paramedical system in rural areas were also established. Spending on education was significantly increased, while the number of doctors and dentists in the country rose. These and many more socialist programs were introduced across the country with the aim to improve the lives and working conditions of Jamaica's working class.
That was King Tubby's Big Youth Fights Against Capitalists, released in 1975, and Victims of Capital, The Time Has Come, released in 1978 on Internationalist Records. During his tenure as Prime Minister, Manley worked to improve relations with many countries in the non-aligned movement. However, he recognized that the cause of anti-imperialism, which united many countries across the Global South, was more in line with the politics of the Soviet Union, stating in 1979, all anti-imperialists know that the balance of forces in the world shifted irrevocably in 1917 when there was a movement and a man in the October Revolution, and Lenin was the man. Manley saw democratic socialism as a way to carve out a truly independent Jamaica while strengthening ties with other, quote, third world nations. Not only this, but Manley considered democratic socialism both an economic and moral policy, stating that, the world must be consciously organized 
to provide equality of opportunity and social justice for all people.
released on the CNN label, and Johnny Ringo with Working Class from 1982, released on the hit Bound label. The PNP and Manly were defeated in 1980 by the conservative Jamaican Labor Party. The election was especially violent and resulted in the PNP as well as Manly to be absent from the Jamaican parliament for several years. Manly is still highly regarded as one of Jamaica's best prime ministers to this day. During this time of socialist advancement in Jamaica, reggae music became an international hit and a genre often associated with, quote, protest or rebel music. Now, there is a whole history of the development of international and roots reggae that would be too much to get into here. If you're interested, I suggest reading Stephen King's article, International Reggae, Democratic Socialism, and the Secularization of the Rastafarian Movement, 1972 to 1980, which is a great and relatively short article on the split. That's all we have time for in this episode. Thank you for joining us. We have one last tune for you to close out. This has been Renegade Paradise with your host, Nick. <laughs>